0: Well, hi church, uh, welcome to today's service and we're so glad to have you with us. No matter where you're from, no matter where you're joining us from, from any one of our campuses, just wanna say a massive welcome to you and uh, pray you have an amazing day with us here today. Before I begin my message, I just wanna give you a little update um, on the difference that you've been making uh, over the last seven weeks during online church and through the different things that we've been having going on. Uh, I just wanna let you know that there's, there's some amazing things. Through the COVID-19 Relief Fund first, First and foremost thank you so much everyone who's given into that and has uh, contributed to bless people and families in our church who are going through a difficult time so far over the last couple of weeks we've helped nine families who are going through a really difficult season right now with this and I know they've been blessed I know there's been a massive support to those families and only let you know that over the coming weeks and months, we're gonna see that need just increase. We know that the real need is coming before us. Uh, It's not necessarily right now, but but the families you're helping right now, it's amazing, but we're gonna use this to support so many more families and people in the time to come. Also, we've distributed 67 food boxes since lockdown, which is absolutely amazing. That's 67 families that have been helped and supported through that. Through Online Church, we've seen 47, different countries tune in to online church and we've seen 307 people respond to the invitation to follow Jesus. Wherever you are, friend, give yourself a massive round of applause. Let's give God some praise, give God some glory, uh, because, friend, you are making a massive difference. Church, we love you. Thank you so much for what you're doing in this season. The church is alive, the church is moving, the church is active, and we're still seeing many, many incredible things happen for the kingdom of God. Thank you so much for all that you do, church. We love you so much. And I want to start today uh, a brand new series. And this series we've called Letters from Lockdown. And what this series is, it's a journey uh, that we're going to take over the next four weeks through the book of Philippians. And uh, I want to encourage you, don't miss a Sunday for the next four weeks. I want to encourage you to stay tuned into this. Uh, we're going to be putting some material out to our small groups to help you guys journey through this as well. I want to encourage you maybe over the next four weeks to take a journey and just read through uh, the book of Philippians and take some time to study that. It's an amazing, amazing book. And uh, just to give you some context to the book of Philippians, it's written by the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the church in Philippi, and he's writing this letter from the context of a Roman prison cell. He's in lockdown. He's in prison. He's in a horrible, dingy, cr- crusty Roman prison cell, and from this prison cell, he pens this letter, and, and it's amazing. when you, As we journey through this, this series, I want you to keep that in your mind remember the context with which this is written. And in this letter, there's some amazing truths, There's some beautiful uh, patterns and things that come out through this letter that I know are going to help us so much. Paul is stuck in this prison cell. He's never getting out of it. Friend, we're fortunate enough to have gone from level four lockdown to three to two. Like we're moving down the levels. But I know that in this book, there are some truths and some amazing keys that are going to help you and I, especially in the season that we currently find ourselves in and so today I want to preach the first part in this series and I've called this message Patterns of Peace. Patterns of Peace. One of the dominant themes that we find in the book of Philippians is this idea of peace. Now uh, in our lockdown situation, in our bubble, we've got myself, my wife, our two boys and our dog and I'll tell you this, the, the, the last seven weeks has been anything but peaceful. Our kids are mad crazy on Star Wars. And so the, the whole seven weeks of our life has been just constant Star Wars noises, Star Wars movies, the kids have lightsabers, there's lightsaber battles going on all the time. Like, I'm not even joking with you, all the time. You're the dark side. It's just like crazy. Like We're trying to work, we're trying to do stuff and it's nonstop all over us. Add to that, our dog, who's little, he's a little fluffy dog. Our dog has gone to a whole nother level in his reaction to courier drivers dropping stuff off at our house. It, like he's gone crazy. He's gone ballistic. I think our dog is courier racist. I think he is. I think our, our dog is courier phobic. Please pray for our dog. He needs deliverance, friends. He, he's like, it, it goes from zero to a 1,000 in a millisecond. A courier driver comes around to drop off some food. We get a lot of stuff via courier, as you probably are now. Uh, and he just goes absolutely ballistic, man. And add to this, our next door neighbours, right next door to us, are Pastor Boyd and Sharon Rutner-Raja from our Manurewa campus. And we love these guys. They're amazing, amazing part of the team and great pastors and leaders. But I tell you what, Church, they get a lot of courier deliveries. I mean, it's almost on the daily that the courier driver's showing up to them house guys I don't know what you're buying I'm not judging you for what you are buying but I don't know what you're buying all I'll say is this our nation thanks you for boosting our economy I'm just going to say that to you right now but even when the courier driver shows up to their house our dog just loses it it's it's chaos there's just this absence of peace in our house there's no peace at all over the last seven weeks of this of this lockdown season but here's the thing Peace is more than just the absence of noise. Having peace in your life is more than just things not being noisy. And and right now in this current climate, this current situation we find ourselves in with this virus, with economic meltdown. We're going into recession. We've got unemployment numbers going up. Our national debt is Escalating like absolutely crazy. There's an increase in mental health issues. I know some of you are facing difficult situation right now. Unemployment. Your your, your future prospects are looking uncertain. It's almost as if this current season is tailor made to the absence of peace. It's, it's like it's tailor made to the presence of fear and anxiety and worry, man. Like this season is out of control. And yet, riding from this place of lockdown in a Roman prison cell, a place of lack, a place of restriction, a place of uncertainty. Paul writes this letter, and one of the dominant themes that we see in it is this thing of peace. Peace. Peace in any situation. Peace in every situation. Peace no matter what is going on in your world and what is going on in your life. This whole thing of peace and Paul describes in this letter some patterns for how we can discover peace in our lives no matter what we're facing no matter what we're going through and I'm so excited to dive into this today because some of you right now where you are and where you're viewing from right now in your lounge or your living room or your bedroom there is this complete absence of peace right now there's uncertainty and fear and worry and I want to dive into this because I believe Paul and the Word of God has got some great truths for you to discover Peace, no matter where you are. Philippians 4, verse 6 to 9, he writes this Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God. I don't know what storm or season you're in right now. I don't know what level of uncertainty you're facing, but my prayer is by the end of this sermon, by the end of this message, that you will discover that the God of peace has peace for you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with. And in this passage, Paul highlights Two patterns of peace, and I want to explore these today. I want to help us to discover them and apply them to our lives because if we can apply them to our lives, then I can tell you, you are going to discover peace no matter what you're going through, no matter what storm you're in, no matter what craziness is going on in your life. You can find peace if you'll do these things. The first one is this the first pattern I see is this number one, instead pray. Instead pray. If, if uh, I've been married for nearly 15 years now. And if my wife comes to me and she says to me, babe, I'm upset, I'm worried, I'm anxious, and the stuff going on, I'm just really anxious and worried. If I say to her, babe, it's all good, just don't worry about it, just just, just stop being anxious, just don't be anxious anymore. Can I tell you what will happen is our bubble will get one man smaller. I will have to go and expand my bubble to go and find a new bubble to live with. Maybe Pastor Luke in Marilyn will come and join your bubble or maybe Boyd and Shaz will come next door and join your bubble because I won't have room in my bubble anymore as my wife kicks me out of the house. And see, if I, if I give her advice that just says stop doing it, that's actually not very helpful for us. And in this passage, as Paul's writing from this, again, remember this place of lockdown, he says these words, hey, don't be anxious. Don't worry. Don't, don't be anxious about anything. But but he doesn't stop here because that wouldn't be helpful just to say to an anxious person, don't be anxious. It's, it's not helpful. But he goes on beyond that and he says, instead, pray. Instead, pray. He, he gives us the solution to anxiety and worry and the, the solution, God's solution to anxiety and worry is prayer. And what's amazing about this is that there's been scientific studies done and they showed that the greatest uh, and most effective, uh, cure, not cure, but the most effective thing to combat worry and stress and anxiety and that rumination of it, you know, we just go over and stew over things over and over and over all the bad things, all the worry and all the stress we stew over that. The, the greatest solution to that problem is this thing called prayer. Not just prayer, but prayer to an almighty Mighty loving God. That's the best and most effective thing you could do, scientifically speaking, the most effective thing you could do for the worry in your life. And Paul says, Don't be worried, don't be anxious about anything. Even through the uncertainty of the season you're going through and and, the, and what's happening in your life. Don't worry, don't be anxious. But he says this right now, through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. I want to break those three things down just really quickly for you here today. This this isn't a pattern of how you can discover peace. It's through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. See, See, prayer, this first step prayer, it's about making your requests known to God. It's about coming to a place of communion with God and engaging in the conversation. Prayer is like the starting point of that relationship with Him, to engage with Him in conversation, open the conversation with God through prayer and begin to say, God, look, this is what's going on in my life. This is what I need. And often we can sort of treat prayer like, if, if you think of a posture of prayer kind of like this, where we're, we're just bringing our requests to God, we're bringing these, these moments. And often prayer is seen as this, this ongoing conversation. There's these little moments of prayer, little moments of prayer that are going on. But Paul, go, Paul says, yes, do that, do that, start with prayer. Begin by, by opening the conversation with God and bringing your request to Him. But then he goes another level further. He brings in this word called supplication. And supplication is like a deeper level of prayer. Supplication is a humble, deep, entreating to God, bringing your requests to Him. Supplication is like a change in posture. Supplication takes prayer from here and it takes it to a posture that looks a little more like this. Where you're actually coming before God on your knees and say, God, I'm bringing you everything. It's a deeper form. It's an engaging with God at a whole other level. It's going before God in a humble, deep entreating, saying, God, this is my request. This is what's going on. And I'm now going to hand it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to seek you at another level. Entreating is not just a flippant prayer that you just off the cuff kind of throw, which is often what our prayer life looks like. Even in the midst of worry and anxiety, we can just sort of throw, little God help me with my anxiety or God help me with the situation. But, but supplication goes another level and it says, God I'm going to get on my knees before you and I'm going to come to your throne and I'm going to bring everything I have and I'm actually going to begin to hand it over to you. I'm going to seek the face of the almighty loving God who loves me who cares about me and I'm going to begin to petition him at a whole nother level I'm going to really deeply with the core of who I am begin to seek God and then the third thing he says there is thanksgiving and thanksgiving we could describe it with your hands lifted high like praise and worship and he says when you come and you bring if you're anxious and worried Pray, bring supplication, actually dig in with God in a different level. And then with thanksgiving, it's saying give honour and glory to Almighty God. Begin to declare His goodness. Begin to declare His promises. Thank Him for what He has done. Thank Him for what He will do. Thank Him for what He's going to do in the midst of your situation. Begin to elevate your perspective and no longer focus on the subject of your worry. Focus on the subject which created all things and all life and hope holds you in the palm of His hands and loves you more than you could ever imagine or understand. And when you begin to thank God and bring thanksgiving to Him for who He is and all He is and what He does and His goodness and His majesty, all of a sudden you shift your perspective from what you can see and you begin to look at Him and you realise, man, He's big and He's awesome and He's almighty and He holds all of it. And so all of a sudden you get this assuredness in your spirit of, who God is in your life this revelation of God begins to manifest this is why we sing in church this is why we do praise and worship in church why because it's about getting a new perspective on who God is in the midst of the world of chaos that we live in and here is the promise the peace of God the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding goes beyond all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It becomes a protective barrier to your life. And it's this peace that other translations say transcend all understanding. It's like you don't even know what it's about. You don't even know how you got it. But because of this pathway, praying, supplicating, and thanksgiving, it's like, wow, there's a peace. And I don't even know what, I don't even understand it, but I've got it. In the midst of my anxiety and worry, I've got it. When uh, our oldest son, Judah, who just turned 10, when he was 12 months old, he had a a very complicated, rare medical situation arise. where He had to have emergency surgery. Um, He lost half his blood and he had to have a blood transfusion and it was just absolute chaos. We were new parents and so to go through that 48 hours of just insanity was crazy. He had to have emergency surgery where they cut him open and got into his bowels and removed this section of it and all kinds of stuff uh, went on. And it, what was amazing is we just, it was, it was full on and it was crazy. We just prayed and we just really went to seek the face of God and just thanked Him for who He was. In the midst of all of that 48 hours of, of madness, we thought, the doctor said, look, if he bleeds again, we're gonna lose him. And it was just like, whoa. But in the midst of all of that, we had just had this peace. It was like, we didn't understand it. We didn't know what was going on, but we just, we were, we were, we were okay. We, we had this peace and people would come and say, man, how, how are you guys? And we're like, we're, we're, we're good. We've, we just got peace about all of this because we just know the God that's in control of everything and He's holding all of this. And, we're okay, we've got this peace and we couldn't understand it, but we had it. And friend, can I encourage you, if you're in a storm right now, if you're facing worry and anxiety in the season that you're in, instead, pray. Instead, pray. Make prayer a pattern in your life and you'll start to discover the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding in your life. The second thing I have, second pattern I see in this is this. Number two, align your mind. Align your mind. What I love about this passage of Scripture, as you look into it, Paul actually gives a second level peace promise. There's the first peace promise that the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding will guard your heart and mind. But there's another peace promise that's in there. And when it comes to peace, your mind is incredibly important. And where your mind is set is even more important. Philippians 4, 8, it says this, set your minds... On what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy. He's saying, hey, friends, set your mind, have your mind fixed, have your mind filled. Have, have your mind consuming, have your mind partaking of these kinds of things, things that are good and true and honourable and commendable and lovely and pure. Those are the things that you should have filling your mind and setting your mind to. Those are the things where your mind becomes really, it becomes really important to focus on. Because friend, how many of life's battles are won and lost in the mind? How many of the battles of your life are really won and lost in the battlefield of your mind and and peace is a battle you can win and it's fought in your mind. See, I don't know if you realise this, but each of those terms I just highlighted, all those things that Paul spoke about, true, honourable, just, pure, lovely, all those things. Did you know that they actually have an evil twin? Each of those have an evil twin. See, I, I'm a twin. I, I'm an identical twin. I have an identical twin brother. And this is one of the weirdest questions that we got when we were growing up. And the question was this. So which one of you is the evil twin? As, as if there's a, with every twin set, there's a good twin and an evil twin, right? And so we would get that question all the time. Now, here, listen. I'll just say this, I'm the twin that grew up to be a Christian pastor and he didn't. So you make your mind up, friend, which, which twin you think is the evil twin? I love you, Brycey. I got your back, man. But here, let me, let me explain to you what the evil twins are of these concepts, these words that Paul has described. Here they are, they're, they're, they're these things, false, dishonourable, deceitful, impure, filthy, condemnable, corrupt, disgraceful those are the evil twins of those concepts and those ideas that Paul puts forward that we should fix our mind to. And, and how many times and how often do we find our mind filled not with the things that God is calling us to fill them with, but filled with things that are false and and dishonorable and corrupt and deceitful and disgraceful and impure? How often are our minds set on those kinds of things, and, and and so when we fill our minds with those things, we wonder why we don't have peace. We wonder why there's no. Peace in our lives we're consuming and setting our minds and filling our minds on all the wrong things and so the place of your mind the dwelling place of your mind is not in the nursery of peace and so peace can't grow in your life and so right now friend wherever you are perhaps right now you're finding yourself in a place where you've got no peace and the problem is that your mind is on the wrong things. Your mind is in the wrong things. There's a life that God is calling you to live. There's a life that God is calling you to pursue. And part of that is to set your minds on the right things, not the corrupt and deceitful and filthy and impure things of the world that will bring to your life, but to fill your mind with what is true and honourable and noble and good and pure and lovely. Those are the things. And perhaps right now you've got a complete absence of peace because your mind is Filled and fixed on the wrong things. See, if we don't align our minds, we miss out on the second peace promise. We miss out on the second peace promise says this finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice in other words live the Christian life live the life that God is calling you to live don't live for the world live the life that God is calling you to live Think about these things. Live the life that God is calling you to live. And here's the promise. And the God of peace will be with you. Not only, this is, this is what's amazing and beautiful. And I want you to get a hold of this today, friend. Wherever you are, wherever you're viewing from, you've got to grasp this. That not only, through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, do you receive the peace of God? But it goes a whole nother level and you get to receive not just the peace of God, but now you receive the God of peace. See, see this promise teaches us that it's not just God giving you peace from afar. It's not this God going here, okay, cool, you prayed, have some peace, have some peace. This promise teaches us that if we align our minds and our lives to the way God would have us live, then we receive not only the peace of God, but the God of peace comes and He dwells with us. And when you align your mind and your life, you begin to have a greater awareness of the presence in your life of the God of peace. And so you're walking through storms, you're walking through situations, and you're like, I'm unshakable, I'm okay, I'm, I'm unbreakable. Why? Because the God of peace is with me. The God of peace is going for me he's going behind me he's beside me he's fighting my battles for me he is with me no matter where I go no matter what I do the God of peace is with me and friend you can experience in your life not just the peace of God that goes beyond understanding I pray you receive that but you can also experience the God of peace with you present close deeply connected to you no matter where you go what you do So whatever storm you walk into, you can have that assuredness that I'm walking into it with the God of peace with me. And and I wanna pray. I wanna pray for you today, church. No matter where you are, no matter what campus you're from, no matter where you're tuning in from, maybe even around the world. If you're in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a challenge, in the midst of a difficult place right now and the world of uncertainty is right there before you and maybe you're worried, maybe you're anxious, maybe you're in a storm of unemployment, uncertainty in your business or your future, whatever's going on. Listen, as a church, we believe in the miraculous power of God to bring breakthrough and I'm gonna pray for breakthrough. I'm gonna pray that God provides and God moves and God does a miracle in your life I really am I'm going to pray that the peace of God fills you Uh, and I'm going to pray I'm going to pray for that but I want to pray I think a more important prayer than that I want to pray that you would receive the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding and the God of peace who is with you no matter what you go through because here is the truth this storm will pass this crisis will pass. This unemployment issue you're facing, it will pass. But I'll tell you this, another storm will come. Another crisis will come. Another round of suffering will come. Another issue, circumstance that shakes us will come. And and the greater thing that you can have is not the absence of a storm, but the presence of peace. And I wanna pray for that today no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, maybe you're worried, you're anxious, maybe you're in a place of uncertainty, I want to ask you now, receive this prayer. Maybe wherever you are viewing, maybe just open your hands and receive this prayer. I know this is happening through a screen, but I believe that the power of God goes beyond anything, any barrier, any time restraint, any physical restraint. God will move in your life right now. I'll pray for you. Wherever you are, just receive this prayer. Every person, just receive this prayer. God, In the name of Jesus, I thank you for every person who's watching, every person who is partaking in the service and I pray right now your blessing to be upon them and I pray now that as we seek you, as we pray, as we dig into You, as we give You thanks and all honour and all glory, I pray that the peace of God that goes beyond any and all human understanding would fill Your people and guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. That any time worry and anxiety tries to knock on the door, knock on the gate, that there is a guard at the gate and it's called the peace of God. And I pray beyond that for any of us, Lord, who is are setting our minds on the wrong things, Lord, that our minds would be aligned to the ways of You and we would discover not only the peace of God, but also the God of peace dwelling with us wherever we are. Lord, we wanna know Your nearness and Your closeness. And I pray for every situation, for a miraculous breakthrough. Pray for jobs and employment and provision and abundance in the name of Jesus. Friend, I wanna pray one more prayer today. And I wanna pray for you if you're watching today and maybe you have, you don't even know the God of peace. Maybe right now your life is, is out of whack. It's like all over the show. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus with your life. Maybe you've ne- never surrendered your life into the hands of God. Maybe right now your life is all kinds of chaos and you need the God of peace in your life. The truth is this, friends. God loves you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what your story or your journey, God loves you. He loves you more than you'll ever know. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. The Bible calls that sin, and our sin, it separates us from God. But God, in His grace, He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross, when He died on that cross, He took upon Himself everything that you and I would do for our sin, everything. All our guilt, all our shame, the debt of our sin, He took it to that cross, and He paid it in full. Finished, done. The full price has been paid, and He extends to every one of us here today not judgment or condemnation for our sin. He extends to you grace, His free gift of grace, forgiveness for your past, a new life that begins right here, right now. See, He didn't stay dead in that tomb. He conquered death and the grave and He rose again to new life and He extends to you that new life in Him. You get born again by the Spirit of God. God makes you a new person from the inside out. You get to walk into the plans that God has for your life. You're not a mistake or an accident. God has a plan for your life. And we'd love to help you find that. And then even more than that, you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. God is preparing a place for you, friend, in eternity. This life is not the end of the story. God is painting on a much bigger canvas. It's called eternity. And I wanna pray for you, friend. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you're far from Him today, you, you, you be honest with me and say, Steve, I, I used to walk with Jesus, or I, I play the church thing. I know how to do the church thing, but I don't really know Him. I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me. It's a very simple prayer. It's a prayer of surrender, surrendering your life into the hands of God. Are you ready? You pray this with me right where you are. Say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to You. I know I've messed up, I know I've sinned, but I believe, Jesus, You died for me. So right now, I turn from my old way of life and I turn to You. I ask You to come in, make me brand new today. I choose from this day to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, if you pray that prayer right now, I'm so proud of you. Uh, We're so thankful to God for your decision and I pray that you go on with this decision and make the most of it. God loves you. He's got a great plan for your life. He wants to bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in, friends. God bless you.